more of the good stuff. Good afternoon and welcome to Between Two Femmes. I'm Mabale Molloy. And I'm Aspasia Karras. Uh, hello, Are we shaving Aspasia. our heads, uh, Mabzi? Oh, well, you know what? That's actually, that's a good question because uh, the Chicks Dig It crew were in here mm. talking about cancer awareness. And, you know, it's very important that we all have our breasts checked and our testicles and our prostates and all that stuff. In fact, we're going to touch on that in the, in the women's news. Oh, okay, that's great. Oh, (laughs) no, you know what? Um, It is extremely important to be aware and to have these things checked regularly. Um, I was reading a story the other day about the youngest diagnosis of, I think, um, I think it is testicular cancer, and it's it's a nine-year-old boy. Good grief! The youngest diagnosis. He had some sort of horrific accident. To his genitals I think it was a sports related injury And now he's been diagnosed with testicular cancer I mean he's nine So all I'm saying is You know just have yourself checked out But yes um, We're in for another hour of um, Conversation and gossip And fun stuff I mean I I see a lot of excitement on social media And people also talking about The Marie Claire naked issue Which is out The shelves this week So we've got the cover star The lovely Lyra Coming in Goddess To talk to us about it Fantastic It is I have so many questions You know as somebody who is very (laughs) Self-conscious And who has issues Taking her clothes off In front of anybody else I don't understand why No 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 no. It's it's all in She's wearing the sweetest little check shirt (laughs) Day and a smoking hot pair of jeans. I don't understand it's why anyone would um, not want to take those particular <laughs> items off, you, and you would feel, you know, embarrassed about that. It's all in my head. But I, what I do want to ask Lyra is, you know, the confidence that comes with being able to bear yourself like that. Bear it all. That's that's very. I just, I just heard a really depressing statistic. I was at this Dr. Barbour breakfast. And they said that what's, one, wait, what's Dr. What? is like a sort of German beauty brand. Oh, okay. And they were saying in German that, yeah, one in a nine woman don't think they're beautiful. Oh. Like that is an appalling number. One in nine, hey? One in nine. I mean, ideally that should be zero in nine. But maybe that has... No, maybe. but don't think they're beautiful. So one, only one... Sorry, that's actually wrong. Yes. So eight well, out of nine women think that they're They're not, not beautiful. beautiful. Oh, no, that yes, is terrible. Yes, that yes, is yes, terrible. Yes. But you know what? As women, we've always been so hard on ourselves. Just, yeah, no, I was also... That wasn't working. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Listen, could it have something to do with the fact that you're a little bit tired after your very special tea yesterday you no, hosted? we were hosting a big Verve Clicquot rock your rock... Tea. I don't know what it was. <laughs> that was a lot of pink champagne. That's all I'm saying. Okay, it's all it's all gone to your head. You know what? That's well, okay. Well, it's kind of like now working its way through my system. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so let's get straight into the women's news. Uh, Lyra coming in to join us this afternoon. Very exciting stuff. So let's do it. Oh, well. Oh. Where is our... Um... Oh, you know what the problem is. What? Gosh, I'm such an idiot. Okay, you know what? Let's take two. <laughs> oh.
Oh, this, you know what? We're a very professional establishment here. Okay. I can hear you. I can hear you judging silently from your, (laughs) from your phone while you're listening to us. And uh, just a reminder, if you do want to be a part of our conversation today, 0861-555-189 is the number to dial. If you want to call us, you can send us a message straight through to WeChat on our official account, Cliff Central. Um, um, yeah, so let's get going. What's what's in the news, Aswasia? What's in the women's news? Well, in the women's news this week, Pussy Riot. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way you said that. <laughs> has a new song. Oh. And you know the last song, which they performed on a, you know, in a church in Russia, got them imprisoned in the gulag for yes this is true a year or so i mean they've been in the news for for quite a number of months now mm, well they finally got out yes and now they 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 have a new song oh it's called i can't breathe uh-huh. in which the video represents them getting buried alive oh and um they call it less punk rock and more industrial ballad. They're moving slightly away from their Okay, change of genre. You uh-huh. know what? It's, it's they, good. They collaborated with the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs and all sorts of people. Um, so higher production values, I imagine. But it's actually for a very uh, important cause because I Can't Breathe actually were the last words spoken by Eric Garner, who died whilst he was being held in a chokehold by the police. The U.S. police and it fo- you remember this. I remember that that even sparked an entire social media campaign it as well. Did. And, and so I remember a lot of athletes in America um, before they would play a game. They you know they would reveal they underneath their jerseys they were yes. you know they would be wearing white t-shirts with "I can't breathe" uh, printed across them. So pussy rights in on the act. Okay, well you know what? Let's just hope that this this latest activity of theirs doesn't. Lead to them ending up behind bars again, even though it was wrongful arrest. But there you go. Um, there's a woman. There's a woman in Michigan, USA, who is selling her breast milk online to bodybuilders. <laughs> <coughs> you know, oh, breast milk. Dear. It's good for all sorts of things. All and sorts. Apparently, it's like you know, it really is good for all sorts of things. Yeah, um, primarily getting us hooked on sugar, because apparently breast milk is so sweet, and that is why, like all. Animals, including the human species, yeah, are hooked on sugar. Oh, really? Yes, and little babies go. Mm. But <laughs> but the sugar. I mean, the sugar in breast milk is not bad for you. It's not, but it's, it's high. Not. It's it's like one of those initial things that like because the kind of sugar that we consume in our diet is not. You know, it's it's like it's all the the manufactured stuff. It's not true. But but when they were like trying to see where this. Pre- Predisposition came from. It comes from that. But let's talk about the bodybuilder. Yes, let's so talk I'm about diverting from your news to let's, my news. Let's talk about this woman. Her name is Lisa Carboneau. She's a stay-at-home mother of three, and she's selling her breast milk for about a dollar per ounce on Craigslist. Okay, oh. and and she says that currently she has about seventy ounces. So you know she's she's good in the stock department. Um, she <laughs> she's says been pumping. She says her clientele includes mothers who cannot breastfeed and then bodybuilders because apparently bodybuilders seem to be under this belief that breast milk has a higher protein content than 
than cow's milk. And so therefore that is why they're including it in their diet because, you know, with bodybuilders, it's all about protein, protein, protein. But now there's a doctor, Mm. a number of doctors actually who've disputed this and saying, no, breast milk has less protein than cow milk. So actually these bodybuilders (coughs) are drinking all this breast milk and it's doing nothing. It's doing nothing for them. Nada. But uh, I it's mean, a, it's reminding me a bit of those pills, the like sort of placenta pills that uh, Chloe Kardashian was um, scoffing. Gross. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. But have the, so it comes in a pill format now. Yeah. No, you take your own placenta and they will put it into a pill format for you. So you don't actually have to fry it up oh. like a liver, for example, and have it. Oh my word! You can get it in pill. Do you? Believe in that whole thing, that whole, the placenta is good for you, so you must eat it. Well, it's like, <laughs> um, on a, on a spectrum, hey, with the breast milk. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know, oh I don't dear, know. Oh dear, oh um, dear. I've been thinking that all these leaks, these unretouched photograph leaks are quite interesting. So the one that came out yesterday of L'Oreal, the, the Beyonce adverts, of of uh, I don't the L'Oreal Beyonce adverts. They came out yesterday. Caused a huge fracas on social media. Why? All of Beyonce's fans were saying she's more beautiful, unretouched, blah okay. blah. But I think, I think it's quite interesting as a phenomenon. I mean, we had a spike on the Marie Claire website mm-hmm. with Cindy Crawford's unretouched stomach. Um, I don't know if you saw that picture. No. So that was also it was insane. No, actually, the I did see that picture. I did see that picture. Yeah. So. I don't know what it means. I mean, I, I do think people have these like sort of I a mean, deep desire to see their celebrities in their own. In their most natural state. Yes. So when you say that people are going crazy, it's a good crazy naked, because. The bare naked yeah. state, so to speak. Let's introduce a bit of nakedness into it. It's, it's a good crazy because they're applauding this, this move. It, was this some kind of campaign by L'Oreal? No, or is it so just this a, was, they've removed the the pictures now. Oh. They're like. They're not, um, they were leaked somehow. Um, oh, I see. see I see, I see, I see. And people were saying, no, they must be fakes. Um, da, da, da. But essentially, like it's transpired that maybe Beyonce had. But now let me ask skin. you, Asfasia, I mean, you're, you're the editor of Marie Claire magazine. I, I don't know how involved you are, you know, when it comes to working closely with your photographers and you know, going through the whole retouching process. I mean, how much of this retouching stuff happens? Is it a whole lot or is it just really fix this little bit here and then fix that in the corner? Or does the entire well, look, picture get retouched? If somebody has been shot for, say, a beauty story and she happens to have a large pimple on her forehead yeah. when she arrived, which happens, yes, um, the photographer will remove it on the spot. Yes. So to speak. But I mean, when it comes to. I'm having a terrible day with stuff. (laughs) You must forgive me. When it comes to making waist smaller or breasts bigger or the bum. That is not our, um, you know, and especially with this naked campaign. I mean, I was just speaking to Lorraine myself. Lorraine Maisel of the, Uh of keeping up at the Calvary's face. She was just saying, oh, it's just your naked is just too raw this year. It's like sort of too out there. And I was like, well, we were dealing with such a serious subject yeah. that I didn't actually want to glamorize the the pictures. Mm. And so there's very little retouching happening there. Okay. Well, that's that's um, that's good to know. Um, 
Now, here's something interesting. I mean, there are all these studies all over the place, and I don't know how seriously we can take every, take every single one of them, but, you know, they make for a good laugh sometimes. <laughs> um, why jacked guys make the worst boyfriends, ah. according to science. Remember that scrawny guy who was into you in high school, but you passed him up? Maybe you should have given him a shot. According to a study conducted at the University of Westminster, stronger men make awful boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all the testosterone that's like perhaps coursing through their bodies? It, it, it <laughs> has to be a little aggressive. Well, actually, it has to do with um, sexism and the way that they look at women and treat women. Right. The study surveyed 327 straight British men, more than a third of whom were single. And the study discovered that the more muscular the participant, the more likely he was to have sexist beliefs and hostility towards women. So Which is a problem because we like we like our men muscly and strong and buff and with six packs and you know. I must say that on a on a trajectory here, <laughs> I just want to introduce the next piece of news. Yeah. Which is, you know, the first small penis party. Okay. So that it can encourage positive body image for men. When I first read this, I thought, what is this? Is this like perhaps a um, some kind of like political party? Okay, hang on. You know what? This this needs a bit of an introduction. Sorry, let me just... Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Small um, penis party. Wow. It, it's true. It's true. So this man has organized Britain's first small penis party <laughs> in an effort to make people celebrate, in his own words, tiny todgers, <laughs> compact cocks, wee willies, mini members, and dinky dinks. Oh, no. So, <laughs> okay, okay. I, I just, this fella, Ant Smith, he has been married for 17 years. And he had struggled for a long time to come to terms with his less than average size right. penis. I mean, which it, was it can weigh heavily inches. on it. it, it uh, yeah, yeah, apparently it weighed on on him. And so um, he released a poem called "Shorty," which he's been performing all over the country. All right. And now he's organised an evening called the Big Small Penis Party. Wow. Um, which will create a balanced sense of fun. I'm just wondering if there's, I mean, how do you qualify to get in? If you know what I mean, do you have to be below a certain length? Well, how it will qualify, they will determine the average size of penis yeah. uh, attendance <laughs> because people will pay 50 P's, pennies, I presume, <laughs> per inch. <laughs> and... He will make an announcement as to the average size okay. in the middle of the party. I just thought that that's interesting. They must celebrate it because, you know, it's not about this is what we hear. And I don't know how you feel, but mm. apparently it's not about quantity. Mm. It is about quality. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think I think that that works to a certain I'm Do, feeling a movement here. It works to a certain degree I and a certain a length. I, I'm, I, I think I'm seeing the same movement that you're seeing. This is great because, you know, instead of feeling um, down and out on yourself because you have a small penis and the rest of society is shunning you and making fun of you, they're now taking their power back and they're claiming, yes, we have small penises and we're proud of it kind of thing. Um, which brings us to Naked because in Naked there are several penises in full... In flagrante, Ooh. 
Yeah, just they're all out there. In flagrante. In flagrante penises. Penises hanging loose. So in this this year's Mari Na- uh, Claire Naked edition, um, which I think brings us, is that the end of the news? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's where we're going to leave it for the news um, because Do we have a, a jingle. No, no, no. Hang on. Let me just, you know what? Just, just, I've got, I've got a lot happening here. Okay. Sorry. I'm calm. I'm calm. Uh, first, let's end the news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to call her. And then we are very excited to welcome our guest this afternoon. She is a multi-platinum selling, multi-award winning, multi-award nominated Afro-soul vocalist. Lyra is joining us this afternoon on Between Two Femmes. Wow, sorry. <laughs> the very beautiful Lira with Hamba right here on cliffcentral.com between two femmes. Yes, and Lira is joining us this afternoon. Lira, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Um, I heard that it was a, 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 a bit, you know, a bit of a, of an episode of an adventure getting here, having to battle afternoon traffic and that kind of thing. Oh, it was, but I'm glad I'm here. Yes, yeah, so glad you me. made it. Thank we, you. we, Lyra and I have been drinking champagne for two oh. days. May I just mention she, that she's why I'm late, you see. <laughs> no, she, <laughs> she looks much better. Amount. She looks, she looks fresh. Yeah, you know what? There, I don't know what the secret is. I, I think you should be allowed to drink champagne on any day of the on, week. Like a random, at, like Wednesday, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's just at any having a lot of fun, but I saw that she was doing a lot of like sort of spot shopping. Hey, oh, I is did. that was the champagne went straight to the head, <laughs> yeah, and then no, you were but like, oh, there were nice <laughs> things there. It was a nice new part of town for me, so it yes, was lovely. We were dra- we were we were drinking the Verve at Arbor, which is in oh, Birdhaven, and there's right. a beautiful Missy Baba and Kirsten Goss shop, yeah, <gasps> which I tried to avoid in its entirety. I did not step <laughs> over the thing because I was like, my defenses are down. I am weak. No, but you see, I want to know because I saw the invitation to this Verve party and it says tea party. And I'm wondering how does champagne feature into tea? Because well, me, I'm thinking five roses. There was no tea. <laughs> there was really no tea. There was, was oysters. Yes. And, and I was champagne. thinking perhaps we was work out a Oysters. different, uh, yeah, a different name for, for this version where we have oysters and champagne and get to dress up nicely and take selfies all afternoon. Oh, yeah. You know? No, I mean, I, I could think of, I, I can't think of a better way to spend a, an afternoon. Us, afternoon. Us, just, I did. Yeah. You know what? I'm busy Half shopping searches. for property these days. It's very... It's important. It's, it's very grown up. Yeah. I know. So you can't, you can't go and drink champagne. Yeah. And, then, no. and then go, right. Yes. No, and, then, and then go <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and try to negotiate a deal and no, they're not going to take you seriously. But now, the reason we were celebrating with the champagne yes. with the fact that Lyra is our magnificent cover girl. Yeah. Congratulations. Cover star. Cover star. Thank you. The, so, one of the riskiest things I've done. Yeah. I felt vulnerable. I oh. felt incredibly judged. And of course it does come with all that stuff, but it's still worth it. And this is the thing is when you know, when Aspasia said to you, we want you to be our cover star, and by the way, you're going to be naked. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no. Did you, did you need convincing? Was, oh, yeah. was it something that you needed time to, to mull over and to think about? Or was it just, yes, I'm ready. Let's go. No, I mean, I, I had my reservations. However, this, the, 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 um, what's the way? 
English is running away. <laughs> um, <laughs> the campaign this year is, you know, to fight against uh, sexual violence. Yeah. So and I thought, wow, okay, I, I could do that. I, that for me was, was a, a reason that was worthy enough to do this. So I'm glad I did. Something close to my heart. I, I know uh, quite a lot of people that are victims, survivors. So it was my way of, of making a stand and actually putting myself in a very uncomfortable space. Mm. Um, you know, it's like you, you battle with yourself, your own emotions. Because, you know, people will judge, people will say all kinds of things. And I was like, firstly, you can imagine if somebody has been abused or has had any kind of um, sexual violence. The first thing you feel is shame. Mm. And, and you keep quiet about you it. You keep quiet about it. And so, you, you know, you do. And then obviously just being able to expose your body is usually the first thing you'll feel shameful. And people will make you feel ashamed for having stripped, uh, you know, for a cover of a magazine. But for me, it was like all of those emotions are real. Let's just bring all of that to the fore. Remember what it's like to be a victim is that you hide all your life. And for me, it was, yeah, it's just like literally putting myself, it's like a glimpse really. Cause yeah. I'll, you know, it's, it's different if you've, you've, you had it yourself. So. That is such an interesting way to look at it though. I don't think I've ever heard somebody explain it that way that for them, it's, it's a, it's a little bit of trying to, get into the shoes of somebody who has suffered at the hands of an abuser. I think this is why this campaign is so powerful this year. And I was saying that the way we also shot it without fripperies, without, it was kind of it's raw. True. It was very raw. And mm-hmm. that's another. It, that's and, and, and I felt that given what we were dealing with, Let's there was, I, I just felt props and clever backgrounds and, it needed to be demystified. It needed mm. to be almost like a sort of the bare naked truth. This is not an easy subject. There were a hundred, more than a hundred thousand cases of sexual violence last reported long. last in between 2013 and 2014. Mm. Most people don't actually report them. No, they don't bother. So they actually keep it hidden. And so that's why I think it's so powerful and it, it made sense. And I'm so thankful. But tell us a bit about, uh, the experience because it's not easy. It's not. And then I was like, Oh, please put makeup on me. Just make me look pretty. At least just, you know, make, and then again, there's a sense of appreciation now that it's out there. But I mean, I really, I just felt like I just wanted to hide my imperfections. I, I, I wanted to, Hide actually, even then, even though I was naked, I just desperately needed to hide. At the which, same time, so. which might be the funniest thing for some people because they look at you and they think, "Oh well, she's perfect. What imperfections does she need to hide?" I mean, it's not as if human, you human, you know. Yeah, and 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 <laughs> they, our own perceptions of our. I mean, and it makes you deal with those things. You just like everybody has a body, everybody has boobs, everybody, you know. Yeah, like everybody has what I have essentially. Sure, we get them in different sizes and whatnot, but also I think even with nudity, sometimes we make it dirty, and it really isn't. Mm. We make it dirty. I mean, it's 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 who we are when we're not trying to hide behind our clothes. You know, this is how we enter the world. Exactly. <laughs> when we're born, right? you know. This oh, is, word. This I was is watching an, a video which was showing how quite how violent it is when we enter the world. <laughs> and so, and we ugly little things when we go. <laughs> yeah, it, it's quite it's quite uh, gross looking, but yeah, a blessed it, thing nonetheless. Yeah, it's quite a lot to take in. <laughs> but as yeah, how long has a naked campaign been running? And maybe just take us back mm. to the beginning. So the ninth when year. it started wow. yeah the ninth year mm. um this is my fifth naked campaign okay. because this is my fifth edition a uh, fifth year of mm. being the editor mm. um and 
you know, we moved away from initially the the idea of the naked was to actually stand up against rape, sexual violence, and all those things. And then we moved away for a few years. We supported the SPCA. We supported mm-hmm. um, the organ donors, the victims of fire, uh, mm-hmm. because we were looking for universal themes. Um, last year, the Lunchbox Fund. And each year, we have raised an incredible amount of awareness and a lot of money. And also what has been really good is um, just the impact it has on these charities that are working really hard. Um, but this year I just felt it's time. We have to go back to the roots of the campaign. Mm. And because, I don't know, every time I open the newspaper, there's another horrifying story. Yeah. I mean, did you see on Tuesday morning when, um, I think it was the Tuesday morning news, this man had used a baby to, to hit, hit his wife or his something. His wife. Yeah. The baby died. The wife was abused. I mean, it, it's just the most horrifying. Yeah. yeah. I cannot actually imagine. It's getting out of control. It is out of control. And I feel that that's why it's so important that we actually take a stand. For you though, when, when, when somebody who maybe doesn't understand it or doesn't get it and says, but why are you using naked people to raise an issue of this nature? Where do the two meet? How well, does my how does answer it? answer is that people are naturally prurient. They want to see this. And so how are we going to get a message through because and cut through the clutter? Mm. It's something that's almost become an anticipation of the Marie Claire Naked edition. People are waiting for it. Yeah. But it is an opportunity to actually get a message through. Yeah. Which otherwise people have become a bit like blasé about this stuff. So, I mean, to the point, to the extent that now we read a story like the one I've just described and people just like move on mm. really quickly. Exactly. I, I was saying that just yesterday that it'll be an issue just for maybe a couple of days and then oh, we're gone with yeah. our lives. But it's a real problem in this country. Yeah. And if I find people are curious about seeing stars naked and of course they'll buy the magazine and then read up on, on the facts. And if you're a victim, then you get possibly solutions. So it's really, for me, it's, it's, it's solutions driven and that's what I appreciate about it. So once this offer has been presented to you, Lira, and you're thinking about, okay, now I'm going to take my clothes off and shoot for a magazine. Who do you then have a conversation with, with regards my to? <laughs> yeah. And he said, what? Serious reservations. <laughs> oh, really? And he was like, but ultimately it's your body. It's yeah. your decision. I'll support you. And he's the only person I really discussed this with. My mom, I thought to myself, I'm a grown ass woman. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. can I ask you what what some of the reservations that that your husband had though? I mean, what was he? What was what were his concerns? It wasn't so much the nudity, but what my fans would perceive yeah. around the nudity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the truth is, I've I've taken a nude shot for my feel good album mm. that went multi platinum. So my fans have seen. They've seen that. Yeah, this isn't something that would shock yeah. them. Like, no, and we've never seen this side but of yet, her. But yet they are shocked, and. Uh, it's always like, oh, it's in the context of, of, I, I don't know. People, people are, people are strange that way. Mm. It's one thing for me to be naked for my own shoot, but it's another to do, you know, for a magazine. And yeah. I thought it's, it's the same person. It's the same body. And now I'm doing it for a cause. I don't just get naked just for giggles, you know? Yeah. So now I'm attaching my nudity to, to a, a, a cause, mm. but they've, they've seen that side of me. I've, I've, I've projected my nude body on, on, on a show in a big, um, sort of holographic thing. 
But to make a point of accepting mm. yourself mm. at your purest. Yeah. And that's in that context, that's how I, I had it in the album. Just to say that the song next to it was um, Dumisa, which, which praises what you are. Yeah. And so that's why I took all my clothes off just to say, I am at a point where I'm accepting myself. I'm allowing my soul to fit perfectly in my body. So judge all you want, but I am going to be happy with me. And they love that, strangely, mm. but there's a problem with, you know. Is there a problem, though? Are you getting, uh, what kind of feedback are you getting? So there's a, there's a few fans that are like, you know, I've loved you, but I don't get this. I don't understand this. Mm. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Oh, this, you know, like, as mm. if they, they take it so personally. Mm. Um, and then I just really argue the same thing, saying, but you've seen this before. Yes, but, but what? <laughs> but what? Yeah. And also, you know, some, I don't know, maybe it, it, some of these people are not comf- comfortable in their own skins. Completely. In, in, you know, in their own purest forms, which is, you know, being nude. And they then transfer those feelings onto you. But that's typically what we do. Yeah. And, and part of what I do, I think the gift of, of, of having a platform like this is that you can challenge certain perceptions. You can, and for me, it's always about challenging what people feel about themselves. Um, and that's always been a theme within my, my music. My, my entire brand is really themed around that. It's self-love and self-acceptance. And it really just brings forth that. And I said that even the feelings that I still had of wanting to hide and, and, you know, wanting to have control of how I'm, I'm perceived. I wanted makeup. I wanted, I did want props. I wanted, mm. you know, to look some, <laughs> some other distractions or something. I still felt that. I was like, yeah. wow, I still feel this way. But now that I've done it, it's wonderful because you, at least you get to know yourself better, but you can probably also highlight how people feel about themselves. And most importantly for me, it was like when you have experience abuse the first thing you feel is the need to hide and that shame at least i i can connect i can relate to that now and it's very important because i think we've turned it on its head um and we also have a way of people actually participating in the entire experience because we can download we have a a a poster that you can download that says mc naked um supported by first for women and the joy of it is that you print it out and you write your message mm. and post a picture. And I think that we should do this <laughs> whilst we're here. I'm getting, we have, uh, Lyra's biggest fan just standing outside. Sia. Oh, yes, Sia. Please. No, Hi, yes. Sia. Sia, please come Sia in. Sia is please going to come, come in yeah. because, because we need him. But okay, oh. so, so we're going to do this with Lyra. We want you to post your message. The message says, what it is that you feel about sexual violence and why you want it to end. Um, and if you, if you tweet Marie Claire with this message, then we will put money towards Blow the Whistles campaign, the DNA campaign. And the reason I think this DNA campaign is so awesome is because they're basically funding money to create a DNA database of Rapists in the country wow. Already yeah. convicted rapists Okay And this is like An incredibly practical thing I'll tell you a terrible story So one of my best friends Was raped by an intruder And we held her at gunpoint She thought that's it It's over She survived He didn't kill her He left But about Two years later The case had closed They hadn't found anything There was this wonderful police officer Um Working away in the, in the back rooms somewhere. What a wonderful man who identified that the same fingerprints 
of this guy mm-hmm. they'd found in a, a more recent case. Wow. And so he said, would she be prepared to open the case again? Because he really felt that she needed to get oh, closure wow. on it. And there are all these amazing people mm. working actually in the background. So now imagine that they have the DNA of this guy. I mean, he's behind bars for the next 10 years. But to actually have that kind of information, information is king. The guy yeah. found the guy. We we That's were sitting awesome. in court, like, you know, um, a block away from him. Like, Gosh. not a block, like on the next. I mean, court mm-hmm. is a very intimate and terrible thing. And yeah. it's appalling to sit so close to this yeah. man who mm-hmm. violated you, who was staring at you. And we were like, well, at least you're there and we're here and you're going away for a long time, mister. No, I mean, I think this is a necessary next step, um, you know, for us because there's so many advances in forensic technology. And this is great news to hear that we're actually going to start building on a database. So please, guys, print out the MC Mm, Naked thing. Send us your message so that we can actually make a difference. But now, I, I mean, I wanted to bring Sia, <laughs> Sia, Sia into the studio because Sia and, um, Sia was helping to set up like some sort of sound system outside the studio here in the corner. And totally he had a microphone in his hand and he's very dramatic. So he started <laughs> singing and then he found out that Lyra is coming this afternoon. He lost his mind for about 10 minutes and then he started, Sounds pretty accurate. and then yeah. he started practicing one of your songs and he said, Oh, Mabali, you have to let me know when Lyra arrives yeah. and then I'll just start singing. And I said, oh, so you're going to serenade her Because it's a wonderful <laughs> welcome Like who else would I'm want ready. that, right? I'm no, I'm not okay. yeah, I'm Now ready. you have to do it yeah. no, no, I need go. to retain no, some level of dignity So I think I'll pass on that one But yeah. you know what I was loving? He was also telling us about your book Which yes. he has read from cover to cover Yeah. So it was quite a funny story I, I'm the only boy at home, three older sisters And so we started like this mini book club thing Between my right. sisters and I And I was like, listen, I need to read Lyra's book My sister's like, no, it's a girl's book You know, it's a woman, we might relate I was like, I am going to read the book Stand <laughs> <laughs> so your ground I was like, read, I literally It was one afternoon, I read about your first date With your husband, how you were in the car Afterwards for hours From, yeah Everything factual. Ah, but I love the thing where you were telling us about Lyra's um, visioning. Yes. Vision board. And I think that for me, you know, not to sound now like I'm all biased now that you're here, but I think that's one of the first things that drew me to the book. Because we have this entertainment industry in South Africa, but there's people forget, and these artists, certain artists forget that there's a business to showbiz, you know. Mm. Um, So to be able to say that even though you started off alone, you had three three email addresses. Mm-hmm. You were answering each of them. Little did people know, but there was Lerato the accountant and Lira the artist. Um, mm-hmm. And to be able to formalize all those things yeah. and the Audi deal as well, to mm-hmm. set it as your wallpaper and she had like Lira written on the number plate. Those sort of things. You know, it's not just flute and say, hey, I'm just going to think about having a million dollars in, yeah, you in know, five years. I'm just going to get the most out of it. this 15 minutes of yes. fame and then yeah. we'll see yeah. what yeah. happens yeah. afterwards. About that. I mean, do you visualize everything? Absolutely. So um, do you, and down to the detail of the, like, here is the picture yeah, of the car. That yes. You need to do that. Oh, you, please tell us. I found, I found you need to do that. You need to be very, Maps very specific. Maps and I were like going to, we're going to go outside and just visualize it very specifically. But tell us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find, um, you know, whether you like it or you're not, your mind plays a very important part in how your life rolls out. So you are exactly where you want, where you have, well, you create exactly where you are. Whether by conscious um, uh, effort or it just happens, you know, haphazardly. So when you visualize 
It's when you decide what you want. You literally call it forth for lack of a better word. And so I just learned to do that. I decided what kind of income I would have, what kind of business I would have. Um, I, I find when people think about um, pursuing their passion as a career, the first concern is, will I make a living? Mm. And so I, I, built up an ideal situation where I did not have to worry about money. Mm. Um, but it still meant that I had to show up for it. Yes. You always have to follow up with, with an action. So what I always say, and I saw, I talk about this during my shows, it's have a very clear vision, see a full picture. So if, if you're sitting now and what's the, at the end, the other end of your ideal situation, but painted in great detail, where are you staying? Um, what do you do with your time? What kind of car are you driving? How's your bank account looking? Build a picture for yourself and, and, and what brings you joy? What are you spending your days doing? Write it in a great detail as you possibly can. And then you do something about it right there and then. And you make it a habit. Find something to do towards what you said you wanted. Hmm. So um, the, the visualization is important simply because during the day, all kinds of things will distract you. You'll have all kinds of ups and downs. You'll have days where you just don't want to get up and you don't even know why you're still doing what you're doing. Mm. And it just brings you back to a reason of why did I get up this morning? Why did I even get on this path? Because otherwise you find yourself, you're like, how did I even get here? Yeah. It's just to remind, remind, put back in your mind why you are doing. Because this is a very powerful tool for you. So and when did you start actually thinking this way? Um, firstly, I asked questions. I was very frustrated in, uh, with life. And so I would verbalize. I would to go, mm. I, sh- I just need to figure out how I can do such and such. Lo and behold, I'll pick up a random book. That's as if the book magically appeared to answer the question I, sh- I just had. So I realized something is happening here. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a relation. Something is responding to my random rants and questions. So I picked up a book. And this book answered every single question and that led to another thing that led to another. So it became a lifestyle for me. I don't know how else to live. I actually don't know how else to live. It's my security. It's my sense of, I'm chilled. Like I'm completely content, but it's because I've done the work over all these years. So certain things are like, um, are set, you know, um, and, yeah. and, and now that, I mean, you know, you're, you're very successful, um, as a, as a performing artist, you travel the world, you have all these great accolades, awards, um, you know, now you have these things that you visualized, but are you still going through that process of visualizing even more and Absolutely. looking ahead and just reminding yourself of, of what's important? Because, you know, it's so easy to become mm. complacent and comfortable once you have all the things sure. you're like, I've ticked everything on my list off. True. I was actually looking at my bucket list and I've done so many things in, 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 in this lifetime already. I was sitting thinking on oh my word, I've got to find new stuff to, <laughs> to put on, to it. put on there. But That's it's not simply, a bad situation to be in. Indeed. <laughs> but, uh, the beauty of life is that it keeps giving you more. Life wants us to have more. It yeah. literally, life wants that for us. So it'll, it'll expose you to different things. And I was like, oh, okay, that I haven't done. But my ultimate would be, um, uh, a Grammy. I'd love a Grammy. Yes. Um, have you cut out a picture of it? I have. I have a picture of myself <laughs> holding it. Fantastic. Oh. So you know, you you have to make it real. This is powerful exactly. stuff. It's, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. And actually, a friend of mine called Vota Kellerman um, just won a Grammy with these yes. last ones. So it's a very good that. friend of us. Yeah. So he's in new age music, which is it's a lot more, and not even take away his hard work, but that particular space the category the category is easier but i i do i do soul music and they are, it's it's saturated so i was just, i said then i was like you just had to pick something that's complex <laughs> so my journey will be will be a little harder but you know it's it's a wonderful thing to 
to to work towards because you need that motivation you need you need to dream big you need something that's still going to make it exciting to to hunt for something but at my at my core i'm completely content i love my life i love my relationships i've got just yeah, all of that stuff is beautiful. And then the more you have, the more you want to share. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful, it's, it's a beautiful space to be in. So now we've got, yeah. Yeah. See, see, uh, thank you for, for yeah, joining us. I was and for and, and refusing no, to no, no, you were, no, you were. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know for you, number one, your number one person in life is Oprah Winfrey. So now I'm going and to now, cut out a picture of her <laughs> and I just together. Well. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about. Right? This. <laughs> <laughs> when he's meeting her. Yes, <laughs> indeed. He's going to send you a, a small um, tweet so <laughs> that you know. I must tell you this because I, I, I just, I, so I dreamt of Michael Jackson when he was still alive. So, and I absolutely loved him. I mean, he, he really influenced how I perceived myself as a performer and as a thin girl because he was skinny and he used to sort of own the stage. And I just admired that quality and it literally made me comfortable with how I am and who I am in that sense. So now I was so sure that I was going to meet Michael. When he died, I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> what happened? I was like, no, no, no. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's not how the story ends. What is this? So, you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> well, actually, you met him in your dreams. Indeed, I did. We he talked. did we come there. Yeah. There he, did. he did, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, now, we've got a crazy little thing that we do. It's just a little thing, you know, to get to know you a little yeah. bit better. Uh, it, we, it's almost time for us to wrap it up. As for Sia going So, in. hence... It's a very quick questionnaire, so you have to answer it like super fast. Okay. So. Oh, sorry. Have we lost? No, it's just me. You know, I'm just, I'm having one of those days. I'm having one of those days. So here is the quick questionnaire. What is your greatest fear? I have none. Fantastic. Wow. What's in your handbag? My lip gloss. And my cell phone (laughs) (laughs) Amongst other things But those are my favorite two things If your house was burning down What three things would you take Other than like say your family My cell phone (laughs) 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 I can take pictures And tweet No I'm kidding Okay so my cell phone My notebook my car keys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah because you visualize that car You better hold on to it That's very practical Yeah (laughs) Who do you admire And why um, actually Oprah, I like Oprah. Mm. Um, just was, she's been able to turn her, her life around in such a fantastic way. And I, I sort of, she's my uh, benchmark for achievement. Yeah. What character traits in others do you despise? Do I despise mm. disrespect? Yeah. And in yourself? Um... Hmm. Despise is a very strong word. I must change it. Don't <laughs> you look but down what on? What do you not like? See, what do I not like about myself? I love that you're struggling to answer this. Though. Yeah, well, no, because no, no, no. Like I have, I have weaknesses, but I, I have, I have. I'm, I'm completely human in that sense. <laughs> um, let me see. I, I think I could be more comfortable uh, in your naked skin. Yeah. <laughs> Quite honestly, I really, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I like, I, I think we've gone a long way towards like improving that. Um, describe yourself in five words. Brave, passionate, um, spontaneous, um, um, comedic, actually. <laughs> um, driven. Yeah, I definitely, so. definitely. So now you've told us that you've basically ticked off your entire bucket list, but is there anything left on it? There is. I want to take that um, that plane that goes 
into the stratosphere. <gasps> you can do that in Russia. Yeah. Oh, exciting. Adventurous as well. <laughs> I just went um, skydiving in, I literally, I woke up the Wednesday. I literally shot up, stood, uh, I was sleeping. <laughs> so I literally sat up and I said to my husband, I need to fly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I bought a ticket to Namibia. <laughs> And jumped out of a plane. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I so mean, you're ready been, to go into yeah. the stratosphere. There are two more questions. How do you want to die if you had any say in it? Mm-hmm. In my sleep or doing something that I love. Maybe on stage. Mira Mageba, epic. Yeah. Love her. But yeah. I was like, guys, she died on stage. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. I was like, yes, I would go that that's way. The yes, way yes, to, yes. That's the way for you. That's the way to go. And finally, are you a feminist? Yes, actually. Well, maybe not so much a feminist. I'm a humanist. Ah, what means? I'm about uh, having a right to be human, whatever body I, I happen to possess, uh, whether it's male or female, gay, lesbian, doesn't matter. However my body feels, I need to be given the freedom to be what I am. And that is a very good way yeah, to end it. That is it. definitely a very good way to end it. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Multi-platinum selling, multi-award nominee, no, multi-award winning. Visionary of note. Visionary. <laughs> I mean, really, you encompass all of those, Lyra. Thank you so much. And you can find her on the cover of the newest edition of Marie Claire magazine. And so this would certainly be the perfect way to end between two films this afternoon. Here's Lyra, soul in mind. I am a child born of love. So let love remain in my heart and my mind.